Good morning and welcome to part two of Standing on the Promises series. In honor and remembrance of Ben and his legacy, I'd like to continue that legacy. This week, I want to focus on one word, and that word is remember. And what comes to mind when you think of that? Is it a, you know, maybe a childhood memory, maybe a memory of a loved one? Or how about a promise that you made? And this list can go on and on. Roughly 23 times in the Bible do we see this word in some form or fashion. In order to stand on God's promises, we must remember them. The Lord makes covenants with us as we see in Genesis 9, 8 through 10, and in 15. A covenant relates to a promise. It is another term for it, but it's more formal. Remember, by definition, means to bring one's mind to an awareness of someone or something that one has seen, known, or experienced in the past. So let's take a quick peek at Genesis 9, 8 through 10, and verse 15 as well. And it says, And God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those who came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. And we see in verse 15, it says this, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood and destroy all life. Now let's take a look at Hebrews 8, 8 through 13. Hebrews 8 through 13 says this, But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, and I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant. And I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and, and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me. For I will forget their evilness, and I will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. This passage in Scripture clearly says that the old covenant of the New Testament Scriptures was never meant to be permanent. God promised a second covenant would replace the Mosaic Covenant. Under the old, sinners were never fully and finally forgiven of sin. Calvary made possible, once and for all, heart-changing solution to the problem of sin. And we see that in, in the book of Romans, chapter 11, verses 26, and it says this right here. And in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written, the Deliverer, will come from Zion. He will turn godliness away from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. It said, um, Paul quotes Isaiah 59, 20 and 21, as well as 27, 9, as a confirmation to this scripture. And we'll take a little quick stroll back into Isaiah right quick. The Redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who repent of their sins, declares the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant, my promise with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is on you will not depart from you, and my 
and my words that I have put in your mouth will always be on your lips, on the lips of your children and their descendants from this time on forever, says the Lord. And we're going to take a stroll back to chapter 27, verse 9, and that says this. By this then will Jacob's guilt be atoned for, and, and this will be the full fruit of the removal of his sin. When he makes all the altar stones to be like limestone crushed to pieces, no Asherah poles or incense altars will be left standing. God remembers his promises with us. It's our duty to also remember and hold fast to them. He also tells us to remember as well. We see the new covenant being made at the Last Supper in, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, 19. Now let's take a look at what that says. And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And Jesus took the bread, gave thanks and broke it, and he told them to, you know, to do this in the remembrance of him. He is telling us when we take the communion of the Lord's Supper to remember him and the things that he's done for us on the cross. It's just an amazing promise just to know this, all the stuff that Jesus did. And when you see in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 24 through 26, it kind of reinstitutes Luke twenty-two nineteen, 19, but it adds a correction. The Corinthians used communion to host loud parties that had a bunch of alcohol abuse. And they also used it to gain political advancement. And that caused a bunch of division. And we kind of see that in this world today. But the purpose of communion is to consciously call to mind or to remember all the things that Jesus has done for his own and in his death and resurrection at the cross. And the focus has to be on him and it's all about him and we see that correction in focus in this passage and we're going to take a peek at that so let's just turn to first corinthians chapter 11 24 through 26 says this and he had given thanks broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Communion, the precious blood of Christ, is the new covenant and promise God has made us through his only begotten son, Jesus. It is a promise of redemption, full forgiveness of sin, and unending grace and mercy. This is something that's worth remembering. This is something that is important to remember when taking communion, which is the Lord's Supper. It is not to be taken in vain as the Corinthians did prior because it results in condemnation. It's an amazing promise of God that he remembers all the covenants and the promises he makes throughout the generations. Next time, we're going to talk about other promises of God in the, in the book of Revelations, chapter 21. In that particular promise, it actually reminds us of a promise God made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17. And with that being said, I hope you tune in next week and listen with some friends and family and give us a good share. It'll mean a whole lot to us. And, uh, and I hope you have a blessed week. And we'll see you next time on the Growing Week podcast. We're blessed.